Amen. Well, we've been on a great journey, and a pastor last week um, was just awesome with talking about um, our purpose and, and being a seed, and a seed is not um, designed to stay a seed its whole life. Amen. Even though he had some great little cartoon figures of seeds that tried to become permanent um, fixtures and um, dress themselves and clothe themselves and lived in a house and stuff, and to this morning, I hope that um, what I share will just tie in a little bit more with that on our purpose. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I got the revelation a long time ago that God is sovereign and God can do anything he wants. Amen. And uh, God can speak in all kinds of different ways. But the beautiful thing is, is God chooses to speak through men and women in the earth. And as long as we are willing and able, God will use us to speak to people uh, for one purpose, and that is to connect people with their heavenly father and bring them into the family for all of eternity. Amen. How many of you believe that this morning? Amen. And so I want to share something with you this morning that I hope will encourage you. Um, It may challenge you. It may strengthen you. And some of you may not ever want to hear me again. Praise the Lord. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 9. And Bill, I'm going to give you a timer at 1140. Just come and, and serenade us if you would, please. Amen. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 9 says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. What a good passage of scripture. Doesn't that get you excited this morning? How many of you love to read scriptures like that? Amen. How many of you love to hear about the promises of God for our life? And uh, this morning I, um, I woke up and I actually felt um, a little disturbed on how to communicate this with you today, just with what is seeing happen on the East Coast and um, thinking about what God wanted me to communicate to us. And I just, I felt like, God, how do I even talk about our problems when, uh, when what's our biggest problem right now? We're not getting what we want. I mean, what, what, what are our problems here at home right now? Nothing compares to what they're going through in Florida, Texas. We were talking yesterday. Dana shared with me that um, they've been barred. If you're a renter, you cannot put um, things up on the house to protect the inside of your home. You can't plywood your windows. Is it in Florida? I can't, what, where were you saying? Somewhere, I can't remember what city, but they've actually barred you from doing that as a renter. So you basically are just saying, all my stuff shall be destroyed. I don't know what kind of problems you got right now, but I, I think that nothing compares to that. Amen. I know if I was that renter, I would be putting some ports up on the windows. Amen. And then we started talking like, what would I do if I couldn't? I'm like, well, I'd stick the stuff I don't care about on the bottom and start stacking everything else on top. Amen. And get it as high up off the ground as I could to protect what, what we have in this life. Amen. And uh, so this morning, I has not seen nor ears heard what good things the Lord has prepared for those who love him. The heart of man cannot contain what God wants to do through them. Think about that for a moment. I don't know about you guys, but, but I wake up every morning and go, God, what are you going to do? What's in store? And, and God doesn't show us everything. If God showed you everything, your heart would explode. If God really showed you how much he loves you, your heart would explode. I, I, our human mind can't comprehend what God wants to do for us and through us. But we also know that in this life, there are challenges that arise. Sometimes 
It's challenging to get to a place where you believe that that's even possible. Some people in this room, some of you have been through some intense situations where you look at scriptures like this and you go, yeah, I don't know about that, Pastor. Does God really have my best interest in mind? Because you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm facing right now. You really mean to tell me that that God has such good things in store for my life that my heart can't contain it? Because right now I'm kind of wondering if God even knows my name. Can we just be transparent for a minute this morning? Some people face challenging moments, yet what if everything you are and everything you've been going through are the very things that define who you are today? You know, I I think we would be honest in this room to say that none of us want to go through things. Amen. I don't know about you guys, but I don't wake up going, oh, goody, what kind of problems do I get to face today? Amen. I don't wake up going, God, give me, give me more problems. No, okay, I'm like one of those guys that I can kind of feel sometimes that something is bubbling up, and I'm like, get me out of here, right? Like, I don't, anyways, I need some help this morning. I'm in a little fog. I woke up yesterday a little congested, so I need some amens. I need some preaching, brother. I need some cheering on first service. They just looked at me like I was crazy. I need you guys to help me this morning, amen? I need you to cheer me on, champion this message, because God wants to bring some breakthrough, amen? Come on. Amen. If you're online, you can yell at your computer screen or your phone or whatever. Just don't yell to people in the car next to you. Don't be driving and watching. Amen. Pull over. Today, I feel God's going to shift something in our spirit from focusing on our problems to seeing the very purpose that God wants to bring through our problems. Amen. When it comes to being used by God, you are always going to have problems. Sorry. I'm here to tell you the good news. You're going to have problems in life. Amen. And just because you have problems doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Amen. It means that you're human. Amen. You are a human being on the earth and things are going to happen. Amen. I am sure there are people in Florida and, and in Texas that are believers that had that moment where they stopped and said, um, God, did I do something wrong? Can we just be like, that's how our human nature is. God, you're like, what did I do wrong as a believer that this is happening in my life? I know I would be doing it like, God, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I'm a servant in the house of God. I, you know what I mean? It's like, God, you said that you would protect my house. You would cover us. You would, right? And it still happens because that's the world we live in. This morning, turn to your Bible, John chapter 11, verse number one. And uh, this passage of scripture um, stuck out to me in, um, in a new way. And maybe you've heard it this way, and it'll just be a reminder. Maybe you've never heard this pastor's scripture, or maybe you've heard other takes on his pastor was sharing in the offering. It's funny, I didn't even tell him what verses I was using, and he referenced um, this lady this morning. Now, a certain man in verse number one was sick. Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with the fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Isn't it cool how God works in a church service? Look at how much God wants to speak to your heart today. The pastor and I didn't even talk about it. And he's referencing this lady that dumped oil and washed his feet and gave everything she had. And now here we find God using this story. Therefore, the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. 
Can I ask you something this morning? How many of you would say, I love God? Amen. Amen. If I love God and eye has not seen and ear has not heard, why is this man who loved God, who Jesus loved, faced with death? You want to talk about problems. You want to talk about situations that challenge what you believe. I don't know what some of you face this morning. I feel like in this room there's people that love God and have hope for things to be greater than what they are today. I believe there's some people in this room that feel like the promises of God are dead in a grave. There are some of you that have been through some situations that you feel like have completely robbed you of your God-given purpose. There are some people in this room today that I, I believe you feel that God has forsaken you, that you at one time believed God for these things that eye has not seen and ears not heard, but because of circumstances and situations, you feel like God's love ran out on you. But I'm here to encourage you today. The first thing I see in this statement that this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, is how many times do we go through things wondering, God, why aren't you answering me? God, why aren't you hearing me? And I love as you read on in this text, he says, now Jesus loved Martha and, his, and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. I'm going to come down here for a second. Have you guys ever done something really nice for somebody? Like borderline like sacrificial, not on a cross, but you sacrificed time, money, energy. You did something to help somebody. Anybody in this room? And, and it's okay. And you kind of expected, re, I think the word is reciprocation. Anybody ever expect reciprocation? We're human. Come on, you don't have to be all religious. I need help in this house this morning. Say, yeah, I've expected that. I'm human. Jesus finds out that Lazarus is sick. They're like, he's dead. And he's like, I'll be there in a couple days. I don't know if you've ever been that point where you need a friend in need. Right? Like Bill, like, Bill, I know I, I helped you do this, that, this. And Bill, I need you today. I mean, what would happen if you were at that point of desperation where Bill was the only option and you call him up and his response is, yeah, I might have some time in a couple of days. We wouldn't say anything today because we're not confrontational people. We would just delete him from our contacts. We would disown him as a friend, and uh, never talk to him again. See him in the grocery store and need something down the other aisle all of a sudden. Nobody in this church does anything like that. But Jesus said, I'll be there in a couple of days. I don't know what kind of problems you've ever faced, but have you ever found yourself saying, God, why aren't you answering me right now? Like, I need you right now. Like, where are you in this situation? Like, are you there? Amen? Have you ever felt like God's just ignoring you? Let me encourage you this morning. What you're going through today is not 
for your death or your destruction, but for the glory of God to be released in your situation. I'm going to say that one more time. What you're going through today is not for your death or your destruction, but for his glory to be released in your situation. Come on, praise God for that this morning. Some of you sit there and go, I can't even say that right now because this isn't my idea of what God promised. This isn't what I, what I imagined God doing through me, you know. I didn't think that God was going to take me through all this hurt and pain and abuse and neglect and hardship and failure and rejection. And yet the word says that eye has not seen and ear has not heard what God has prepared for those that love him. I know I've had to sit there at times and go, God, this is what you prepared for me. Like, um, we need to have a serious conversation. Starbucks, 3 o'clock, I'll buy. Let's talk. Amen? Like you and I, mono y mono, need to have some conversations. But I, I love Jesus' posture in all of this. In verse number 7, he says, Then after he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. Here we have a need over here, and you want to go where you're going to die. And Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. How many times do we miss our purpose because we're so focused on the problems? So many times we are so caught up in the problems we're going through that we're missing the very purpose of God moving in our life on a daily basis. And Jesus is like, I know what the problem is with Lazarus, but I have a purpose to fulfill right now. I know what's going on over here, but I need to stay focused on what God purposed for me to accomplish in the earth. Can I tell you today, friend, that God knows the problems in your life. But he also knows what's even greater is the purpose that he has for you to fulfill in the earth today. And can I tell you today as we opened up with your purpose in the earth today is to be a conduit for his voice to flow through into the lives of people all around you on a daily basis. So this morning what seemed dead or hopeless was an opportunity for God to show up. Maybe this morning you're like, God, why is this happening? Or maybe you're like, God, why am I feeling this way? Those things that we thought had no chance, those dreams that we thought were stupid, those goals that seemed crushed, when they encounter the love of God, something supernatural can begin to take place. It is an opportunity for the glory of God to show up and be revealed in your life. Read on in verse number 23 of John chapter 11. It says, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. How many of us are, hmm, how many of us have ever been guilty of going, well, I'm saved and going to heaven. That's all that matters. I guess I'll just endure until the end. Like I got me and my salvation and that's all I need because I know I'm just going to be in eternity with God because of our problems. So we just accept defeat instead of the victory and the glory of God showing up on our behalf. See, our trials aren't meant to define our weakness, but to define his strength and power that is available to us. I'm going to say that again. Our trials aren't meant to define our weakness, but to define his strength and power 
that is available to us. See, too many want to avoid the opposition because they think it isn't necessary, but what God desires is to cultivate in you is only produced through the moments that cause you to dig deep or just run. We all have things that we go through that aren't, that aren't meant to crush us, but to define us. They are moments that God desires to use for his glory. They are moments that seem like lifetimes, yet they're only for a blink. How many of you remember those moments that you thought they were never going to end? You thought, God, is this ever going to change? And you got so caught up in those situations, you thought there was no way out. I love talking to the teenagers because, man, they get so caught up in the silliest stuff. I was like, wow, I am so glad I'm not a teenager. But I was one, amen? And that's why I know, like, this is not that big of a deal, amen? But you feel like in that moment, you feel like it's a lifetime. But now you look back at your life and you're like, oh, yeah, that was just a blink of an eye, amen? People tell me all the time, enjoy your kids because you blink and they're gone. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of true. But then I'm like, wait a second. Like, nah, he's been around for a long time. I'm being silly. We're having a good time. Amen. John chapter 11, verse number 40. Jesus said to her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest what? Believe you should see the glory of God. Jesus brings back to life those things we thought were dead. Our problem is we get so focused on the problem instead of the purpose behind what we're going through. Some of the things that we face today are a result of our own wrongs. Some of the things that we face are the byproduct of us living in a fallen world. And some of the things that we face today are just anomalies. Amen? Your flat tire is not the result of God's judgment on your life. Amen? Your car battery dying is just you forgetting to turn off the headlights. It's not the judgment of God. Why do you, is it, get, it gets like quiet when you start talking about some of that stuff. But can I encourage you this morning, no matter what you're going through today, when faith is applied, our God can take any situation and use it for his glory. Isn't it amazing? You don't read in the story why, why Lazarus got to this point. All you read is this was an opportunity for God's glory to be displayed in the earth. I'm setting you up for something this morning. You ready for this? See, Jesus knew what God would do through him. Are you confident and what God is going to do through you. There are so many moments in my life where I choose, I choose to believe that I would see the glory of God in situations instead of defeat. But I have to choose. Not God. God already knows. I don't, I'm not, I, I'm just throwing this out there for thought. In the Old Testament, they would speak to situations like we're talking like God's calling. It's all right. It's just a phone. They would speak to the weather. They would speak to the sun. They would speak to the earth. Today, we don't speak anymore. 
we accept the problem. Instead of saying, God, what do you want to do to display your glory in the earth? I mean, what happened to faith? I mean, I don't think that God put those stories in the Word of God just for us to read as fairy tales. I think there's things that he put in there to encourage us to believe for something greater than anything we ever thought possible because eye has not seen and ear has not heard. But we would rather feast on the fear instead of speaking by faith. Nobody in this room, but the people that are watching online. But I know for me, the situations that I face, I've had to choose to believe that I would see the glory of God instead of defeat. Those situations have become stories that give me purpose in conversation with others. They become the strength for every situation I face. See, I remember when I first gave my life to the Lord, everything seemed like, God, how are you going to do this? I remember when Dana and I first started giving and you'd give that money and 10%. Back then, pastor showed his, so I'll say it. I think it was like, what was it, 70, 80 bucks? <laughs> we tithe. I mean, that was our tithe. We were given $80. Rent was, so I don't know if you can do math very well or not, but that means that was an $800 paycheck. And rent was $800. We're like, God, we got a problem here. And I remember we go, God, <laughs> how's this going to work? Because we were young and she didn't, I did. I'm just talking, my, she's got more faith than I do. But it was crazy because we would just go, God, we're going to honor you. And we're going to trust that you'll show up and show off. And you know what's cool is God would show up and show off. But what was kind of challenging at times is we'd be believing God for a little extra. And man, God would do it. And then all of a sudden that little extra needed brakes on the car. <laughs> A little extra meant we needed a battery. That little extra meant we needed this or that. But what was cool was God always showed up and provided for the problem. And I think today we get so focused on the problem that we're missing our purpose in the earth because we're focused on our problems, not trusting that our problems are just an opportunity for the glory of God to show up and show off in our life so that we can be a mouth. Come on, you can praise God so that you can be a reflection of God's goodness in the earth. How do we win souls? We need to reflect God's glory. How do we lead others to Christ? How do, we, how do people know about the goodness of God? We're the mouthpiece. I love what's happening on our campus. I said in first service, well, I showed you the pictures last week. We went to the club fair to promote it, and man, it was incredible. And then this week at Eldorado High School, I don't, I don't know what you guys think about this stuff, but, but I am just God proud of these kids. And um, hmm. in the arena that's taken God out, God's sovereign, amen? Eldorado High School, we had 
What did we have, M? 32 students? 35 at lunch hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ on their public high school campus at lunchtime hearing the gospel. Amen? Come on. So that was Wednesday and then Thursday go to Union Mine and uh, Brandon went with me and I'm not exaggerating I'm not being evangelistic okay I'm being real he counted 63 students in the classroom hearing the gospel on their public high school campus at Union Mine High School. Come on, God is so good. What happens is when you trust in situations instead of focusing on the problem, there's a noise that begins to happen. 60 kids don't show up by accident. The kids wanted some t-shirts and so we made up these t-shirts and I walked into the front office on Thursday and the secretary, she looked at me, she, she knows us and she's like, where's my shirt? It says, love our campus on the front and on the back it says Union Mind Christian Club. Over 15 teachers have already ordered these t-shirts to wear on campus. I'm setting you up for this for a reason. And I think we have, what, 60-some kids wearing them, I think. See, when faith is applied, our God can take any situation and use it for his glory. And I'm going to tell you this morning that your problems exist to push you to a point where you declare, God, show me your glory. See, when we begin to see that God can do the miraculous, we no longer keep it to ourselves. It creates a buzz within our lives. Listen to what he said in John 11, verse 41. It says, They took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the doubting people, I just put that part in there, who are standing by. <laughs> I said this. I want to ask you this morning, do you have that kind of confidence that no matter what your problems look like, no matter what you're facing, no matter the wrongs you've done, do you have that confidence that, God, you hear me? God, you answer me? Listen to this last verse this morning. Well, actually, two more. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 29 says that a woman who had had an issue of blood for 12 years had suffered many things of many physicians. Put yourself in this lady's shoes. How many of you have ever been to the doctor and you had an issue in your life? And they said this, they have this really incredible statement that they get paid a lot of money to say we're gonna try this how many of you have ever been to the doctor and they said 
we think it might be this, so we're gonna try this. I mean, they never say, oh, it's this and this is the solution. Amen? Like, have you guys noticed that? Like, that's a very rare. When they say that, man, you yell bingo and, and you <laughs> give them a tip. Amen? If you're a doctor, I don't mean that in a slanderous way. I'm just saying, like, they, they're only doing what they can do. She had spent all that she had and was nothing better. How many have ever been to that point? You've done everything possible. You've exhausted your resources and your problem is still your problem. But rather grew worse. Here's the part that that got me. But having heard, having heard, what did she hear? She heard people. She heard people talking about how God's glory showed up in situations. She heard how Jesus was bringing the dead back to life. She heard how blind eyes were being opened. She heard how God was providing jobs, how God was moving in situations and restoring families. She heard how God was setting people free from addictions. She heard how people were being set free from demonic oppression. This woman had exhausted everything. And I would submit to you today, sometimes your problems, they're not going to go away until you get to that point like this woman of desperation where you say, God, I'm so hungry for your glory in my life. That I'm willing to humble myself in such a way. The Bible says that the crowd around Jesus was so thick she couldn't walk up and touch him. She had to get on her knees and crawl. But she was so desperate for his glory to show up because of what she had heard. That she was willing to get down in the dirt. They didn't have asphalt. They didn't have concrete. It was dust and dirt. And she was so hungry for God. She said, if I could just touch just the drape of his clothing, just the hem of his garment, just the thread that's hanging off that we cut away with scissors, if I could just touch, I would be made whole. And I wonder today, some of us are so focused on our problems that we're missing that God is just waiting for you to get on your knees and crawl to him. Say, God, I'm done. I want your purpose to flow through my life. God, I want to see you do what you promised you do. God, I want to see what you prepared for me. But it's only going to come 
when you get to that place that you say, God, I want you so much that I'm willing to humble myself in the crowd, crawl to your altar, call, crawl to that place where you meet me and reach up for what you have for my life. I believe there's people all around our life, there's some sitting in this room that you're at that point. You've tried everything. You've exhausted your resources. But I'm here to tell you today that the heart of desperation causes us to reach for the things we long to have in our life. How many people do we walk by every day that could be saying on the inside, if I could just touch them, if I could just have what they have, I remember when we first started, we didn't have hardly anything. And I remember, okay, when we get this, we're gonna be better. In the natural, you know what I mean. Like, oh, once we get, we were in an apartment and once we get a house, life's gonna be better, right? Like, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, once I get a little this and a little that and when we have this, oh, it's gonna make life better. And it didn't change, it didn't void problems happening in our life. And I wanna to submit to you today that a lot of the things that you're going through, they're not there for your destruction, but the enemy has twisted it for your distraction. But God's saying, if you'll see my purpose through your problems, you'll see my glory show up and be displayed in your life and it'll begin to create a buzz in your life that people will be drawn to Jesus because of what Jesus is doing in your life. Come on. Jesus wants to do greater things in your life than your eye has ever seen, your ears ever heard, and your heart can't contain the good things that God has in store for you and I because we love God. Come on. The Bible says, my last verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 24. It says, let no one seek his own, but each. But each one, the well-being of others. Or the, the needs of others should always come before ours. Are you moved by the lost souls that you encounter every day? People are dying and going to hell. And we're focused on our problems. Jesus said, I know what God will do. I'm not worried about Lazarus. I'm not worried about what's dead and in the grave because I know who God is. And I know God is sovereign. And I know God is going to move in these situations. And I'm going to trust that as I'm about my father's business, he'll be about my business. He knows who I love. He knows who I care about. And I don't need to be concerned with the problems. I need to trust in God's glory to be displayed through my life in Jesus' name. I want to read this story as you stand to your feet this morning. I don't know if you read the devotional or not. September 1st, you can go back and read it. I'm going to read a quick summary to you. I feel like it just ties in so perfectly. 
1964, a pastor was arrested along with many other citizens by the communist Simba rebels. They had sentenced him to death before a firing squad placed him in the jail for the night. And the next morning, he and a large number of prisoners headed out onto a truck and were driven to a public place for execution. <laughs> What's your problems today? I don't know about you, but my problems seem real small right now. I'm not facing a hurricane. I'm not facing an execution like this pastor was. How many times do we get in these situations where we're like, God, have you forsaken me? God, why am I going through this problem? But with no explanation, the official told the prisoners to line up and number off. They started lining off, lining up and numbering off. One, two, one, two. One, two. And the ones were placed in front of the firing squad. And the twos were sent back to the prison. And the pastor was one of those that was spared. While back in the jail cell, the prisoners could hear the sound of gunfire. And the pastor took advantage of this dramatic moment to huddle up in a corner and doubt God and question why he even gave his life to the ministry to preach the gospel because of the problem he was facing. That's not how the story went. The pastor took advantage of this dramatic moment to share the story of Jesus Christ and the hope of heaven. Eight of the prisoners received Christ that day. About that time, an excited messenger came to the door with a release order, and the pastor had been arrested by mistake. You want to talk about questioning God. But he turned his problem into God's purpose. And I want to ask you today, how many times do we possibly miss opportunities for God to use us because we're focused on the problem instead of the purpose behind the problems? Would you close your eyes this morning? There's one more part to this story. When he returned to his home, he found a crowd of believers who were praying for his release. Your obedience is so much greater than anything you'll ever understand. I will tell you today that the things that happen in this service are not by accident. There are people in a room that pray every Sunday morning for God to move in this service. There are people that pray on Thursday nights for God to do something supernatural in our church. There are people that are believing God for a move and they are praying and they are interceding. Just like these people prayed and interceded 
for this pastor to be released. And when they saw him walk through the door, the prayer service turned into a praise service because of the victory and the glory that God displayed through this pastor's problems. Come on, church. The same God that delivered Lazarus from the tomb is the same God that delivered a woman with the issue of blood. And he's the same God that delivered Peter. And he's the same God that will change any of your problems into a purpose if you'll trust him today. Come on, let's praise God this morning. Father, I thank you. Hallelujah!